3: It's the KSR Pre-Show on Talk Radio 1080. Now, here's Shannon the Dude and Billy Rutledge.
0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the KSR Pre-Show, Thursday, April 28th. I'm Billy Rutledge, along with Shannon the Dude. You can give us a call on the Clark's Pump and Shot phone line at 502-571-1080 or text us at 502-414-1724. It's another great day here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Shannon, what's up, my man? He's in Louisville.
1: Hey, doing well, Billy? What's going on? Oh, not much,
0: man. Enjoying life. Yeah. Positive attitude every morning. You know, it was funny to listen to those jokes yesterday on Kentucky Sports Radio. I was mean, it
1: funny? I don't think any of them were that funny.
0: I mean, it just got off to such a <laughs> great start right off the bat with the engineer joke,
1: which none of us understood. And I'm sure there's engineers out there that understood that joke completely. And we we're probably doubling over in laughter, but it, it went right over our heads you got to get
0: out of the car. you got to get back in it. If you're an IT guy, that's how you fix a computer nowadays. You just turn it off and turn it back on. I understand. Um, so Elijah made it to the Reds game. Uh, another Reds loss, by the way, though. Yeah. But happy that he was able to go after the Oswald my gum was the uh, final winner. <laughs> I can't believe that's what won.
1: <laughs> I think the biggest joke was the fact that we were giving tickets away to the Cincinnati Reds. Actually, the, jo- oh, the joke is on, okay. the, joke is on the, bell. the contestants. I mean, yeah, that's the greatest joke. If somebody really wanted a joke, they could have had a two-word joke. Cincinnati Reds.
0: Yeah, you're exactly <laughs> right about that. The Reds will play again today against the San Diego Padres. But we'd like to hear from you. 502 571 that's our Clark's Pump and Shop phone line. We've got a lot to get to today. The NFL draft is today. And while we've touched on some of the Kentucky players that you might see drafted this weekend, I have some fun facts that I'll share throughout the length of the show. But Shannon, I think we got to start with Kentucky basketball. Because they got a big commitment yesterday. The transfer from Illinois State, Antonio Reeves, committing to Kentucky. He'll have two years of eligibility. He brings some backcourt depth. We heard the the radio voice of Illinois State talk on the Leach Report this morning. What's your excitement level for this transfer to Kentucky?
1: Uh, are we being honest with each other? I mean, that's what we got to do here on the pre-show, Shannon. Uh, I mean, it, I guess it's, it fills another roster spot. Maybe he will come in and have an impact. I just wonder, though, how much... Playing time will he get because we know that Cal gets in these sort of, uh, I don't know, ruts or, um, habits, I guess you could call it, of playing six or seven players and the rest of the guys just sit on the bench. Just leaves them on the bench. He is a guy though that shot 39% from three point last year, which maybe gives us another guy who will get in and be able to knock down some big three point shots for us. Average 20 points a game, second team, all Missouri Valley this past season and a guy. Uh, who had some tie-ins with Kentucky because Chin Coleman and his father were good friends. And he says that he wants to win a national championship. He thinks that Cal is a relatable coach. So maybe even as fans as we don't think that Coach Cal is maybe all that relatable at times, at least he still is with the players. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, and that's the important part. We saw the domino fall of Shaden Sharp being eligible for the NBA draft. So I think that's what Cal and... Really, Kentucky was waiting for, and Antonio Reeves looked to have gone radio silent on his commitment. He makes his decision; he will come to Kentucky. Uh, you know, just the the chance to team up with C.J. Frederick. You got to think about some sharpshooters on Kentucky now for next year. He's also six six, so he's got some size. It's a guy that's going to work for everything. So, in this day and age of college basketball, where you can transfer wherever you want to go, you know, hopefully this will be the next name in Kentucky basketball history to find some success. And I think he could,
1: um, if he just, gets to you play. Never know. <laughs>
0: If he gets to play. You're right about that.
1: I just wish Cal would get out of his habits of playing six or seven guys and then the rest of the guys just sit on the bench. I feel like there's a lot of games looking back where we could have gone deeper into our bench. And when he did, he actually had success. I mean, with Damian Collins. When Damian Collins played, he won the Alabama game for Kentucky. When Bryce Bryce Hopkins Hopkins played, they won the LSU game because of Bryce Hopkins. So I just don't understand the hesitation to go to your bench. Because well, Cal, want to, Cal just doesn't do it.
0: Doesn't want to steal their heart, Shannon. You remember that from yeah. the, the COVID-19 year. If you started, then how can you take put him on the bench?
1: And I don't want to be negative about the guy coming in. I mean, maybe he comes in and surprises all of us and gets a lot of playing time. That could happen. I'm just saying I would rather take a chance on an elite high school athlete mm-hmm. over somebody that came from a smaller school who was second team In this conference,
0: well, your conversation on KSR was interesting yesterday. Uh, Obviously, Baylor Shireman, uh, a guy from South Dakota State, that Kentucky is also looking at as somebody that could come in and make an immediate impact. But also the fact that you could see more talented freshmen at mid majors, since so many higher programs are taking transfers, uh, just shows you how the landscape is changing when it comes to these college athletes. And when it comes to Kentucky, Baylor Shireman, I mean, he's had everybody reach out to him. Duke, Kansas, yep. and uh, Bill Self's hairpiece, <laughs> even though he hates name, image, and likeness in the landscape. He hates the happening. transfer
1: portal because he says it's gotten out of control. Yeah. We played that clip yesterday on KSR of him talking about how you know players are just going wherever they want. Well, coaches have been able to do that, too. So, you know, just it's very hypocritical.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, Shannon, I got some good news for you, though. About it what? looks like I'm going to be able to make it to uh, your band playing on Saturday night. What? Alice Blue That's what right.
1: What changed? Did the wedding get called off? Well,
0: I finally looked at the wedding time, and it was at 4.30. So if I can't make it to a 9 o'clock wedding when it's only like 15, 20 minutes away,
1: then I think there's going to be some issues. How you, long is a you, wedding normal? You mean a 4.30 wedding for a 9 o'clock band yes, show? that's what I mean, correct. Uh, how long is a wedding usually? Yeah. I mean – uh, the one that I went to a couple of weeks ago was like 20 minutes, but <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, like from start to finish, from I'm, I'm talking about the wedding itself, ceremony, the ceremony itself. Okay. Yeah. But if you go to one of those Catholic weddings, you may be there till nine o'clock because some of those go on and on and on. And I've been to some of those and it's so long, you almost need an intermission halfway through, you know, like you a bathroom get... break or something. <laughs> so hopefully you're not involved. Is it a Catholic wedding? Do you it's know it's not?
0: I, I know for a fact it's not. But, you know, the reception sometimes can drag out. You have the first dances. You have the best man and maid of honor
1: speeches. So like if you get going at 430, everything should be wrapped up with the wedding itself by 530. So I'll give it an hour. And then, you know, you hang around. You you grab something to eat. You do the first dance, second dance, mother-daughter dance, all those things. And then at that point, that's when you can slowly start peeling off. You know, everybody starts starts, starts (laughs) to uh, slowly leave. And that's when you can kind of make your your exit.
0: Yeah, what is it, the Irish goodbye, yes. where you just don't say anything and you, and you just end up leaving? Mm-hmm. And uh, where did Billy go? He didn't tell anybody. He just ended <laughs> up leaving. Yep. Uh, But, you know, if I think at three-plus hours, I'll may, be able to make my way out there to see your band. Well, good. Play for the first time, at looking least for forward, me to see. Looking
1: forward to that, man. We'll even get you up there and let you put the the fedora back on and be Billy Ooh, Blues. Billy Blues. What songs Making do you appearance.
0: know? I, I only know the one, really, Blue Christmas. <laughs> I don't think that one's on the set list. Elvis Presley. <laughs> and then I could do a little smoke on the water. I think anybody oh, okay. that, that yeah, can, can play deep guitar knows, knows that riff. Well,
1: we're, hey, we're looking forward to it. So hope to see you and everybody else out there. There's Louisville Billiards in Fern Creek. show starts around 9 o'clock, and we'll play till probably 1 or one thirty, something like that.
0: Really looking forward to being out there and seeing you. Maybe seeing some of the Kentucky Sports Radio listeners out there as well. Yeah. Another uh, basketball story from yesterday. Brad Calipari is gone. After one year of being a graduate assistant on staff, he's been hired as a special assistant to the head coach at LIU Brooklyn under Derek Kellogg. Apparently Kellogg played for Cal at UMass, so there's the connection there. But Brad Calipari getting his college coaching career off uh, with another team.
1: And I'm happy for him. You know, it's got to be tough being the coach's kid because you're going to get so much scrutiny. You're always going to be criticized no matter what. Does anybody actually like the coach's kid? I mean, let's think back. Did anybody like Saul Smith? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. What about Buddy Bayheim? Uh,
0: yeah, I think people liked Buddy, but then, you know, he got in that little altercation. Do you remember he, like, shoved oh, yeah. somebody was, or something like that the, uh, or elbowed somebody? During the,
1: during the conference tournament, right? Yeah, and then everybody kind of
0: turned on Buddy.
1: Yeah, so I, it's a good opportunity for Brad. And, you know, if he wants to continue to go up the coaching ranks, it's a good place for him to start. And then hopefully one day he'll become a head coach somewhere.
0: Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, my little league coach had a son. His name was Joel Powell, and Joel always got to pitch, and that was the thing. It was the coach's son. You know, he was always out there, and he could not pitch, and it yep. drove us crazy. But the dad thought that he could. But it was because he was the coach's uh-huh. son. He got to put him out
1: there. That was he- given, not earned. <laughs> Did he have a tattoo across his chest that said earned, not given"?
0: So just you know, th- put yourself in Brad Calipari's shoes. You know, he's probably heard that his entire life. Yeah, and then he goes out there and tattoos it on his chest. That was probably where he, the, the the move was wrong. But I mean, I, I try to, I have sympathy for a guy that goes through something. Yeah, but when like you're
1: that. the coach's kid, though, you have to be not only good, you have to be great. You have to overachieve. Right. Because if you don't, everybody's going to say, well, he's only out there because his dad. So you have to deal with that your entire life, your entire playing career. So I'm happy that Brad Calipari is sort of branching off on his own and hopefully, like I said, move up the ranks and, and find a head coaching spot somewhere one of these days.
0: Yeah, he branched out to Detroit Mercy to play a season before his college eligibility was up, but now he'll coach with Derek Kellogg over at LIU Brooklyn. Jaden one more final headline, and we'll take our first break. The U.K. football team also got a commitment, a Division II defensive back named Jaden Robinson. He's 6'4", 193 pounds. He flipped from Appalachian State to Kentucky and played for Livingston College in Salisbury, North Carolina. So here we go again with, I'm going to gauge your excitement level, Shannon, of a D2 transfer to the Kentucky football team.
1: Uh, I don't know anything about this kid, to be honest with you, so I can't be that excited. If I tell you that I'm excited, that wouldn't be real, and we keep it real here on the pre-show, right? (laughs) But I will trust in Mark Stoops and his staff, just like I will trust in Cal. You know, if Cal sees a guy at another school and he thinks that he can fit at Kentucky, then you got to trust the coaching staff, and it's hard to doubt anything that Coach Stoops has done in the last few years, so if he thinks that uh that he will have a place here at Kentucky, then that I believe in it and hopefully it will trans you know, I guess be a big thing for Jordan Robinson and him actually get to play a little bit here at Kentucky.
0: Yeah, he'll have three years of eligibility. They're calling him a bit of a late bloomer since he switched positions from receiver to defensive back late in his high school career and didn't get a lot of publicity during the COVID nineteen year. But I mean to sign this guy right after you just signed Hedrin Smith from Old Miss. I think this shores up the secondary, and which yeah. was a big position of need going into this offseason. So, if anything, it just brings some depth to Kentucky, which I think they sorely needed right now, and which is the reason why the transfer portal exists. 502 571 1080 is the Clark's Pump and Shop phone line, or text us at 502 414 1724. Having a little fun here on this Thursday edition of the KSR Pre Show. He's Shannon the Dude. I'm Billy Rutledge. We'll be right back.
3: I'm so excited. No. The KSR Pre Show on Talk
0: Radio 108. That's right. We're excited here so on the KSR Pre Show, talking about Division Two transfers. <laughs> you got guys from Illinois State coming in. What
1: more could you want? Why don't here? you answer your own question? How excited are you for these two? I'm excited. I really am. Don't lie. It's important to have depth. Shannon. No, it is. If you use your depth. I mean, yes, it is important to have depth. Completely agree with you. But if you don't use it, then what good is it? I think think Cal's going to use it dude. Oh, so we're going to see him play eight or nine
0: guys. I mean, at least seven or eight, and if that's the case, then I think they've got to put the sharpshooters of C.J. Frederick and Antonio Reeves on the court. But 502-571-1080 if you want to chime in on anything that we talk about today. The NFL Draft is tonight at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Vegas, baby! That's right. Kentucky, with six players drafted last year, last year. they could have a possibly seven this year. The record is eight back in 1979. Josh Moore of the Lexington Herald-Leader had a good article today about some fast facts about the guys that could be drafted in this year's 2022 NFL Draft. I want to give you three throughout the show, Shannon. Right. Are you ready for one? W- lay one on me. All right, so during the uh, NFL Draft Combine, the bench press weight that the guys have to rep is 225 pounds. Okay. And Yusuf Corker, his 23 bench press reps at the NFL Combine this year, were the most of any defensive back in this year's draft. But the real story is the overall record for the bench press at the NFL Combine is held by an Eastern Kentucky player. Of 51 reps at 225 pounds, Mm. Colonel's defensive tackle Justin Ernest in 1999 set the record.
1: How many reps do you think you could do at 225?
0: I know I can do none. (laughs) <laughs> I've been working out recently. Very happy with my progress, but I could not do two twenty five once. What do you, do you think you could do? Well, Two twenty
1: five would be two forty fives on each side, correct? That, that's correct. yes. Okay. Yeah, because I've done it before, but it's been a long time. It's probably been fifteen years since I've tried to do two. Are you talking about your bullpen days? You were doing oh, two twenty
0: five yeah. on the bench well, press.
1: Not not like like these guys, like twenty five reps or whatever. But like that would be a max out. You one could, or two times. Yeah. Yeah. Two or three and then that would be about it. So that's that's the most that I've ever probably benched.
0: I imagine just getting up there, you know, knocking out 15, 20, thinking you're solid, and then old Justin Ernest comes up and throws 51 yeah. reps up there at 225.
1: It's a beast. Incredible
0: stuff. 502-571-108. More fun facts coming later in the show, but let's go to the phone. Who's up first, Shannon? Let's talk to Andrew. What's up, Andrew?
3: What's up? Shannon, Billy, how you guys doing today?
0: We're doing well. Doing great. How are you?
3: Doing well, doing well. I wanted to talk about the jokes on KSR yesterday. The reason I didn't call is obviously because my wife would have said no, so that's why I didn't call. But I wanted to give you guys a joke if that's okay.
1: Uh, what do you think, Billy? You, you, you want a joke on the pre-show this morning? Yeah,
3: I think I'm, I think
0: I'm fine with it. All Just right. have the dump button ready and, in case anything comes up.
3: Okay, what do you call a fish with no eye? What? A fish.
1: Okay. <laughs> Took me a second. Oh I got boy! It. I mean, that was that was par for the course. yesterday. No, I, I, mean. I, I thought he was going with the uh, what do you call a deer with no eyes? I have no idea. Which is equally as stupid. Not as bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, if you have any more jokes no, that you'd like no, to share on the no, free show, no, Shannon's no. dismay five zero two five seven one ten eight. I want to hear them. We need some jokes here. I had enough the of the jokes show.
1: yesterday, I think, on the show.
0: You were like, I'm going to approve this call. And Matt's like, now if I say dump it, Shannon, and you dump it. Yeah.
1: thought that was a good uh, – that right there, the one that we were talking about that maybe should have been dumped, was the true winner. I don't care what anybody the says. The Jackie Chan one? That was the true winner of the joke contest. You don't think the Tennessee Cousins won? That was wasn't the, the true winner. Wasn't the true winner? No.
0: Five oh two five seven one uh let's see drayana edwards has found a new home she transferred from kentucky who hit that final shot to win the sec championship game her new home is at baylor one of the premier programs when it comes to women's basketball so wishing nothing but the best for drayana edwards and also uh we have the final two days of keeneland here in lexington thursday friday of the spring meet i am going today to keeneland are you okay yes i have never been before So looking for some recommendations for somebody that's ever been to Keeneland on what to do, what to eat, where to go stand, maybe that track kitchen where all the jockeys eat. Have you ever been to Keeneland?
1: Oh, yeah. It's been years, though. But I'm just not a big horse racing guy. No? Um, You know, I'll go to the, what is it, uh, Downs After Dark. Oh, yeah. That's a fun environment. Yeah, we'll go to that maybe once a year. But just not really, I don't know. I'm not that big of a horse racing fan. I guess I'm more of a fan of the things that go around it, like, you know, the party aspect of Derby and and just, I guess, those, those do, what's it called again, Downs After Dark?
0: Downs After Dark is fun. Yes. It's a bit of a younger crowd. Um, you know, you got live music playing a lot of times, um, a lot more going on than just the ponies. You know, somebody told me about Keenlin, you either get drunk in a field or you're really paying attention to the horses and the betting.
1: Yeah. I, I went one year to the Derby and was in the infield. Didn't see a single horse the entire time. <laughs> Saw all kinds of other things. Back in my college days is when I went and that, you know, that's one of those things that you're going for the party. You're not going to the infield to watch the race anyway.
0: See, I'm going today to just dress up nicely, to win a couple bets, maybe eat some good food. You know, speaking of the derby, it wasn't long ago where I saw the video of Ryan Lemon for the first time getting oh, yeah. slammed
1: into the mud. Yeah. Back during his reporting days. Guy comes up on live TV, picks Ryan up, and then boom, right into the mud puddle. Guy <laughs> ran off, they never caught the guy. Yeah,
0: never caught the guy. And, I mean, it was a pretty hard slam. It was, very hard. And Ryan, you know, sno- soaked in mud for the the rest of the entire Kentucky Derby, too. So, what a I trooper, mean, man. <laughs> really is. I
1: mean. it, and That's the thing, you know, back then in the 90s, you didn't have everybody walking around with a phone in their hand where they could get a good shot of the guy even though he was on live tv yeah that
0: was on yeah. live tv and <laughs> got then, it on camera but then
1: they couldn't find
0: the guy after that to arrest him how many times was that just happening with no camera to catch it in the act yeah let's go to the phones again who's up next kevin what's up kev hey
3: um i have another joke i'm going channel
0: oh, out here we go all uh, right kevin see
1: what you started i'm, I'm fine with yeah. it yeah okay. but I, I don't know uh, that i am go ahead go over. ahead kevin
3: this is an older joke that applied used to used to apply to Kentucky footballs, but I'm going to use it with Cincinnati baseball now. And in, in the states are in. So if you, I got a ticket on 75 in Northern Kentucky the other day, and they gave me a ticket to a Cincinnati Reds game. They said if you got another one, you had to go. That's better. That's better than what the other ones were. Yeah. All right. Maybe.
1: Anything else, Kevin?
3: <laughs> no, that's all. All, all right. right.
1: Thanks, Kevin.
0: Oh, I had so much faith in the audience.
1: This is your fault for My trying to fault. carry. That. Yes. Nobody asked for jokes. And then here you come. Well, Let's, let's hear some more of your many jokes. Many
0: times the pre-show is an extension of KSR. We, you know, we talk about similar topics. You know, callers But there's some things that concerns. don't need to
1: be extended from KSR. Oh, come on now. Sometimes you got to just leave it as it is. Let it die. 502
0: 571 eight Do we have anybody else on the phone? Yes, let's theater? talk to Bill. Hey, Bill, how are you?
3: Good. I got I got a clean joke for you. You got
0: me. a joke. Here we go. Yeah. What do you got, Bill?
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, this uh, sheriff went out this old farmer's house, and uh, he's gonna look for marijuana pot growing out there. And he said, uh, "I want to search everything out here and see if you're growing any." Marijuana, He said, uh, yeah, you can search everything you want to. Just so don't go back there in that back field, way back there. He said, don't go there. And that sheriff said, uh, well, I got this badge here. This badge says I can go anywhere that I want to, and I'm going to search that field first. So he went back there, and he was searching and searching. He started screaming and hollering. That, uh, that old farmer's bull got after him. That old farmer hollered, show him your badge. Show him your badge. <laughs> Shannon? Good
1: Lord. Yeah, yeah. No, we're here. But you're hearing a silence from your joke. All right, no more jokes. I'm cutting you got it a badge, Shannon. You, I understand. If you got something that you want to talk about that's related to the topics that we're talking about, we'll, we'll entertain it. But we're not I'm, doing any more jokes. I'm overruling,
0: Shannon. No, you're it. not. If you have a joke, no. please call in 502 no. no. Or text cut me at 502-414-1724. I'll make sure it gets on the air.
1: Let's get a break. For Shannon the Dude, jokes. I'm Billy Rutledge. We'll be right back.
3: Thanks for listening to the KSR Free Show on Talk Radio 10
0: Welcome back. It is the KSR Free Show with Shannon the Dude. And Billy Rutledge. Hey, Shannon. No. Did you hear about the chameleon who couldn't change color? Go ahead. He had reptile dysfunction.
1: Come on now. Nothing. Uh, this this is this is painful. Absolutely <laughs> painful. I'd rather just sit here and listen to this Foo Fighter song than any more jokes. You know, a lot of people like the badge joke, actually. You can text in at
0: 502-414-1724. Shannon, you said you had a story you wanted to share with me.
1: Yeah, did you see this story? Well, I don't know why you would ever talk about Kansas Wesleyan baseball, but they're in the news because Kansas Wesleyan and their baseball team are claiming that their opponent, their rival Bethany College, poisoned their water cooler. Did you see this story? What? They poisoned the water cooler? Yes, police in Lindsborg, Kansas, are investigating an allegation that a water cooler was contaminated with a foreign substance during a men's college baseball rivalry between, as I said, Kansas Wesleyan and Bethany College. So what Kansas Wesleyan is claiming is that Bethany College, somebody from uh, their opponent's team, came over and put paint thinner in their water cooler. What? And they actually tweeted out the picture of this. You can see it on at BarstoolKWU. Okay. They tweet it, putting paint thinner in our water coolers to get our baseball players sick and still getting toasted by 31 runs is wild. Stay classy. Glad all of our players are okay. Okay,
0: so, so I'm looking at the picture now, and yep. that's definitely not
1: clear water. No, no. I mean, obviously it looks like it's been tampered with. You can see it, looks, it does look like paint thinner. Says Somebody dumped in there.
0: Did, now, did anybody get sick? Does it say that, like... Did they have to pause any games, or no. did they just this team powered through and just ended up beating them anyway well, with the th- paint thinner say, in their water? Yeah, by
1: thirty-one runs. Wow, I mean that is some next-level cheating right there. I mean, it's one thing to get into the uh, dugout and bang on a garbage can and tip off your player as to what pitch is coming next, but you're going to a, a criminal level of cheating when you decide to dump paint thinner in somebody's water cooler.
0: And this is not a series thirty-one run victory. This is one game, <laughs> thirty-three to two. They scored 11 in the second inning, and it ended after 7. Imagine what would have happened if they didn't drink paint thinner. Oh, my God. I mean, that was like a last resort. they got to stop the bleeding. Let's poison the team with paint thinner to stop this. And if you're beating
1: a team that bad, how is that a rivalry? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 33-2? to two? That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Here's another joke from the text line, Shannon. A real joke. UFL football.
1: <laughs> there you go that's the best one yet
0: is that the best one we've yeah. heard 502 let's take another call who's up next let's go to
1: chelsea hey chelsea what's up
4: hey first time caller
1: well ring oh, the bell for her. come on there we go
4: <laughs> i don't have any jokes good um but i will be excited about the transfers for you shannon because i'm just i'm very
1: excited well good i mean we need some excitement in our fan base Don't you think, especially after that St. Peter's loss, we need some optimism. We need excitement. So I'm glad that you can lead the charge, Chelsea.
4: (laughs) And I just had a quick question about the transfer Porter rules. I know Drayana or Dre Edwards um, transferred to Kentucky and now she's transferring out to another team. Does she have to sit out a year? How does that work?
0: I believe that she does have to sit out a year. I'd have to confirm that, that she is actually ineligible. But if she has already transferred once, since it became available to have the one-time transfer rule, she would have to sit out a year. All right.
4: Well, thank you all. Have a great day. All
1: right. Good to hear from you, Chelsea. Chelsea. Good to hear from some female callers on the pre-show every now and then. Well, if you can brave the jokes and you can get in, that's uh, She's the best call we've had. She's the best call we've had all day. Man, you're not feeling the jokes this morning. I'm just saying, you know, a couple of days ago, we had the conversation about some of the worst callers coming through on the pre-show. <laughs> and I stood up for you guys, and then you call in with your terrible jokes. All right, well, let's take another call then. Who's up next? All right, let's talk to Hootie Cat.
0: Hootie Cat. What's up, Hootie?
3: Hey, it's Hootie Cat from Fern Creek. I got three things. Sometimes the, the pre-show is like Van Halen opening up for Frankie Valley in the fourth season. <laughs> You're too and kind. number two... If we're doing a, I think we ought to do like a lookalike contest. And Shannon, uh, I've seen you, I haven't seen Billy, but you look like Peter Fonda.
1: Well, I've had that several times. A lot of people and say Peter Fonda. Yep.
3: I've got a joke.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I think you, you should have quit right there, Hootie.
3: Don't be a Debbie Downer. Hang on. What did one hilarious comedian say to the other? What? I didn't think you knew. Hootie Cat out. See
1: you guys. Love y'all. <laughs> he got you on
0: that one. I, I still don't understand what happened. Let's just move on. All right, whatever. Go, go
1: five hundred Go back and listen to it on the podcast. I, you or, don't
0: look like Peter did, Fonda. You
1: didn't get the the Jackie Chan joke yesterday either. I had to explain that one to you off the air. Well, you know, if
0: there's three words to dis- explain me what well, we we did this this morning, right? Yes. Gullible,
1: innocent, and naive. are the, right. Are the three? Yeah, that's how we describe <laughs> you. All right, I I, I get the uh, look alike thing though from everybody. So I, I, I'm surprised they haven't put me in like a police lineup yet. I mean, maybe if you had some sunglasses on, I could go with Peter Fonda, but I, I just
0: don't, I don't, I don't see the resemblance.
1: Yeah, I don't either. But I got another
0: odd is. story for you. You talk about paint thinner and poisoning your opponent in a 33 to two baseball game. How yes. about this one? This is a story that was tweeted at me by a Twitter account titled Mark Stoops belly. So just <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Uh, there are now waistline requirements when it comes to Texas state police officers. A new policy has over 200 officers in Texas facing disciplinary action. Men with waist sizes over 40 inches and women with waist sizes over 35 will now have to track and share their weight loss efforts. Oof. Officers who don't trim down by December can be denied promotions or overtime, or even be fired completely.
1: Well, this is something we talked about a few days ago on KSR, the requirements to be a police right. officer. Yes, I think there should be some requirements. That seems a little little strict there, though. Doesn't that seem pretty drastic? What was it? You said 40 for men? 40-inch waist for men and
0: 35-inch waist for I women. I mean,
1: because you could be a big, bulky guy and have a 40-inch waist and not have that much fat on you.
0: And I think you could probably pass that conditioning test and still have a waist over than that. But this is specifically in Texas as well, Shane.
1: Right, yeah. Now, do you think that you could pass the standards that we talked about on KSR? Like a yeah. mile and a half in, what was it, 18 minutes?
0: Yeah, I think pretty easily,
1: honestly. Yeah. Like twenty five push ups, twenty five sit ups. We know you can do the
0: push ups. Yeah, I think that we've seen your push ups. I mean, that's not even that's not a high mark when it comes to police officers and what you're doing physically. So, I, I think but I easily, think though I
1: that they should have to go back every year because it's just like the driver's test that we've talked about. You get your driver's license when you're sixteen. Things change twenty, thirty years down the road. I feel like you should have to go back and maybe if you're a police officer, I guess they do each year have to go back and make sure that they can. Complete the fitness test.
0: Make sure that you can surf and you can protect the community, I guess. But you can't do that with a 41-inch waist in the state of Texas. Let's go to the phones. Who's up next? Super Dave. What's up, Super Dave?
4: Hey, guys. Hey, Billy. I'm going to leave this up to you. Shannon said I shouldn't tell this joke. Do you want to hear it?
0: Yeah, I want to hear it, Super Dave. Let's hear it.
4: (laughs) Do you know what you call 100 rabbits marching backwards?
1: Rabbits? You said rabbits? Yeah, yeah. what?
4: Receding hairline. <laughs>
0: God. Well, Shannon would know about that. Mm. Do
4: you have any? Anything oh, you going to take a shot at me? Oh.
1: oh, okay,
4: all right. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. No, it's not a shot at me. Shannon. I'm just. Uh, but anyway, I I just want to tell you a joke. I thought it was funny, but I, I mean, people with a receding hairline probably wouldn't think it's funny. So. Uh, I want to ask you guys another question. Um, do you think Kyle learned something last year from the experience with Grady? Because Grady turned out I mean, I know he was fantastic during most of the year, but at the end he kinda of ran out of gas or I don't know if it was a confidence thing. But y'all were talking about, you know, this guy from Illinois State that they just got and I'm I'm wondering if if maybe says, you know, this this is not for everybody. This program is not for everybody. If maybe some of these guys he's getting, they're just not, you know, I don't know if he's trying to fit a need or what what's going on. But I just wondered, you know, if y'all think that some of these players he's getting from, you know, I know I think Grady was from Davidson. Or if I'm not mistaken. That's right. But,
0: yeah.
4: Yeah, but I just wonder because I mean, I you know, they've I feel like that was the main reason why we lost that game against St. Peters was we just we had guys that just didn't seem to you know it wasn't it
1: wasn't their thing, you know. Thank, I mean All right, Dave. We appreciate you, Dave. it, man. Thank you. Got a lot of background noise there. I mean, like always
0: says, you win or you learn. You think yeah. he's learned anything from what happened with Calen Grady?
1: I'm sure he has. You know, the the problem with the St. Peters game was Kentucky didn't come out and push down the gas pedal early. They came out and didn't give that team any hope of hanging around like they should have, that would have been a different outcome. That's not what happened, though. That's what happened in every game that St. Peter's played in. They were able to hang around just long enough to give themselves the confidence to believe that they could actually win the game. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to blame that game on Kellen Grady. I mean, he didn't have a very good game. That's fair. But there were also other guys on the floor, too, that didn't perform too well.
0: Yeah, and we've learned after the season was over that he was dealing with plantar fasciitis in both of his feet. So uh, Talking about you know, him crawling back to the locker room. Right. Um, when Tai Tai and Savir got hurt, the offense completely changed, and then he was a shell of himself after those guys came back. He just looked like he had the yips. He really wasn't the same catch-and-shoot guy. So I don't know if Cal's learned anything from this experience, but you know, I think it, the more shooters you have, the better, right? I mean, and that's a reason to get excited for a, a commitment from a transfer from a guy from a place like Illinois State. So, uh, I don't know. 502 571 We'll uh, take another call. Who's next? Right? All right, let's go to Peanut. What's up, Peanut?
3: Hey, how's it going, boys? All right. Uh, I got to share a little story. Yesterday at the end of the show, you come out getting catching the foul ball at a game. Yeah. I was at a Redbirds game a long time ago. Ozzy Canseco was playing for the Redbirds. And, um... I'm walking through the concourse after going to the concessions, and a ball rolls down the tunnel, roll right to me. As I was about to take, hit a foul ball,
1: and that's the story.
3: There's like 20 people running down the tunnel after it just rolled right to me. I was like, "Hey, appreciate it."
1: I will say though that that catch yesterday by that player, two days ago by the uh, Cincinnati Reds fan, was the most impressive foul ball catch I think I've ever seen. With the infant in his, I ours? mean, didn't spill a drop of milk. Had the baby, feeding the baby with the bottle, and then makes the catch with his right hand. And it was a It was on a bounce, by the way. Some people were like, well, he should have gotten out of the way to protect the baby. He was on a bounce. Where was he going to go? You, can, know, he, you can't react that quick.
0: I'm a big fan of catching it in the beer and then chugging the beer with the ball still in it. <laughs> I mean, that, that's my favorite. Did you give the ball to a kid? Peanut? No, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. I don't think he did. I think he just said, thank you. He
1: probably probably just took it.
0: Yeah. Put it in his pocket, walked the other way. All right, let's take a break. Okay, time to take a break. We'll regroup. We'll get our best jokes. We'll resettle. We'll have more more fun facts as well from the U.K. football. As the NFL Draft is tonight, for Shannon the Dude, I'm Billy Rutledge. This is the KSR Pre-Show.
3: You're listening to the KSR Pre-Show on Talk Radio Welcome back.
0: It is the show before the show, the KSR Pre-Show, and on this day, we learned that Shannon the Dude does not have a sense of humor.
1: I've got a big sense of humor, but... These jokes have been terrible. Give me okay, a let good me, joke, all Let me
0: give you a good one, okay? What does Bill Self have in common with the transfer portal?
1: What is it? Hair today, gone tomorrow. All right, that's, that's better. We're trending in the right direction.
0: I can't even go through the entire text line. We've got so many jokes coming in. That's well, just what the people want, Shannon. So going to have to deal with it today. people want
1: terrible jokes they do elijah just tweeted in you know he's the one that won our contest yesterday on ksr right and he says a lot of trash talk coming from callers on the pre-show followed by awful jokes so he agrees with me
0: yeah Elijah's sitting it, back and admiring his work after he won the contest yesterday we
1: enjoyed the reds game last night
0: 502 today i'm mentioning some of these quick facts about kentucky players that could be drafted over the next couple days let me give you one about Wandell robinson who Robinson's wingspan of 27 feet and 5 eighths inches would be the shortest of any receiver selected in the last 10 NFL drafts. Think about that, Shannon, how yeah. dynamic of a player he is and how important it is to have wingspan in the NFL. He could have the shortest in the last 10 years, but yet I still think he could be very
1: successful. Oh, I think he can make a big impact on a team. I think he'd be crazy to pass on him. Uh, I think sometimes... We weigh too heavily on what somebody's measurements are. You know, we talked about that with others. Hand size yes. right? Yeah, hand right? size. Like, what does that really mean? You think he can't grip the ball? As long <laughs> as he can throw the ball to to guys who can catch it, why do you care what his hand size is? So I think there's just too much emphasis on, on measurements, not enough on how talented the player is.
0: One more, and then we'll get to the phones. Luke Fortner could be the first center, UK center, drafted since germani Dawson in 1988. Germani Dawson would go on to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2012. So it could be a bright future ahead for Luke Fortner, who looks like he could go in the third or fourth round. All right, let's get some jokes in, some callers in. Last segment of the day. Who's up next, Shannon?
1: No jokes, but we'll get some callers. Glenn from Pennsylvania, what's up?
3: Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Shannon, I, I'm with you, man. These jokes are just making my head hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um Anyway, I'm going to agree with you again. Uh, This transfer portal, um, you know, these guys weren't um, high-star players coming out of high school. I can't see that their stock would raise that much after a couple of years. Now, granted, Kellen Grady and Davion Mintz were probably two of the exceptions, but, you know, if these guys want to go Kentucky and Cal thinks they'd be a good fit, Kentucky fans are going to welcome them with open arms, but I'm like you. I would rather see a high-star, four- or five-star high school kid come in and make a name for himself here as an original Wildcat. Um, and secondly, I think I'm so excited to see Xavier come back. Um, you know, he has his downfalls with the turnover ratio and all that stuff, but my gosh, you, you can't ask for a better leader on the floor or a guy that plays with any more heart. Um, Appreciate all you guys do. Thanks for letting me talk. Thank you, Glenn.
1: Appreciate
0: it, man. You know, I think a player can improve from their senior year of high school to their junior year in college. I mean, I think that's a little silly. But, I mean, do you you subscribe to the notion that you would rather have a freshman, a four-star freshman come in besides a, a player that shot or averaged 20 points per game in college?
1: Yeah, because I said that in the first segment. That's exactly what I would want to have. I mean, okay,
0: well, I, I would I mean, two it, guys it's, that don't work out at Kentucky. And then, I mean, I think of Bryce Hopkins as a guy that, you know, a talented freshman coming in and just didn't get the playing time, didn't have the right fit. And while they're doing this thing where you have these one-and-dones and freshmen that come in, it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, I, think
1: this, I, I hope it works for Antonio Reeves. I'm not saying it can't. I'm not saying it won't. I'm just saying if you gave me the option of bringing in a guy out of high school who is a four- or five-star elite athlete versus a guy who comes from a small conference team, I would rather have the guy from high school. Okay, the so. small conference team shoots the same distance at the three-point line, though.
3: Right? I understand
1: that, though.
0: I mean, he shot 39% from three.
1: But he's not playing against the guys that you're going to play in the SEC. Well, against.
0: neither is the high school. he's a guy
1: who has been rated a five-star elite athlete. So it's what? You difference. know that
0: means nothing. It's
1: a big difference.
0: No, it's not a big. It be oh,
1: you don't think it means anything? Then why do, no. we have, why do we have rankings? Then if it means nothing,
0: oh, you want to talk about preseason polls and rankings? Because you're always the no, one no, that no, discounts. No. Them. no, 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 I
1: don't like. I don't like the. I don't care about the preseason. I'm talking about though these guys who have been evaluated. Do you not hold any stock in the guys who have been evaluated in high school? Do you not think that's just Kentucky, a mythical thing? Not when
0: Cal forces squares into round pegs. But Cal you didn't work proven. with Khalil Whitney. It didn't work with a lot of these guys that have come in. Well, just it, because high the lotto, they're high star doesn't mean they're going to find success. So, you, at you're, the so you're level. more
1: excited about a guy coming from Illinois State than a guy who would be a five-star athlete out of high school? I think that it, if it could
0: be a better fit on a team. I think you could get a five-star athlete that wants the ball all the time that is not going to bring the kind of shooting that you need. This is a guy that's already proven that he can average 20 points a game in Division One, not Division Two, Shannon, Division One. So I get the SECs to jump up, but come on. It's not a jump from middle
1: school to high school. I'm just saying, if I had my ruthers, my druthers, I would take the guy from high school. All right, let's I, take another again, call. Though, I, think, I, th- I hope that Antonio Reeves tears it up. I just wonder if he's even going to see the floor. And if he does, how many minutes? Yeah, he's a shooter. He'll see the floor. Things are changing. Oh, yeah. yeah how, how many minutes did Dante see? He was a shooter, right. too, right? Dante couldn't defend. Okay. So you know this guy can defend, though. You've seen him. He's a tough guy. Okay. He's going to work through it. Tough guy. <laughs> All right, who's next? <laughs> Mama Peggy.
0: Mama Peggy, what's up? Hey. Uh good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are you?
4: I'm good. Two things. I agree. I'd love to see the high school player get the scholarship. Okay. Uh two. Um uh should is it worth watching the NFL draft tonight to watch for Kentucky players?
0: It is not. I don't think there will be a Kentucky player selected in the first round tonight.
4: Okay. Um, but I enjoyed coming up and watching the show yesterday at KS, KS Bar.
1: Oh, you were there, okay. I wasn't there, but I'm glad you came. We always appreciate yeah. everybody who comes to KS Bar and watches watches KSR.
4: Yeah. We I was a girlfriend and I came up yesterday and we really enjoyed it. So we'll come we'll by any
1: time. We'd love to have you. There we go. We got two female right. callers today. Good to hear from you, Mama Peggy. Yes, sir. There we go. That's what we need more. We need more female callers on the pre-show. I feel like we're very male-dominated on this show.
0: Oh, well, call in 502-571-1080, or you can go to KS Bar and & Grill and get yourself a cheese log. My
1: favorite oh, thing the on the show. the cheese logs there. are incredible there. I'm not just boasting because it's, you know, partly oh, part-owner yeah, over here. But I'm just saying, they, those are the best cheese logs. 502-571-1080, who's next? All right, got time for maybe one or two more here. We got Bob. What's up, Bob? Bob, how are you? you.
4: Good, good, to talk with you guys. Yeah, Bob. I got a question. When Coach, we a lot of Coach Cal comes up, but I thought you coached during practice and managed doing a performance. Because I get this confused, but his post-game statements leaves me wondering: Do I want to scratch my watch and wind my butt? <laughs> I'm, I'm
3: confused there. So See, give me some explanations.
1: Bob threw a joke in and wasn't even trying to be funny. There you go. Thank you for the call, Bob. Appreciate Thanks, it. Bob. What do you think about that? <sighs> about what? About what he just said. You coach during practice. You manage during the game.
0: I mean, I guess if you if it's semantics, if you want to define to the very point of what Cal is doing, I don't know. I Maybe mean, he could do probably a little bit more managing or coaching when he's on the sideline. What
1: do you think, Shannon? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's probably a lot of truth to that, but... It, that's where you find out which guys are going to play during the game, during practice. So I, I I would love to be a fly on the wall in practice at Kentucky's. That's where your stripes facilities. are earned. That's right. I'd that's love right. to see what happens there. All right. Interesting guys, show. It doesn't make sense that they don't play.
0: Interesting show is now over. KSR is next from 10 a.m. to noon. For Shannon, I'm Billy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm
3: so scared because I fall off my chair. And I'm I'll get down the stairs.